Thanks, guys. Well, I'm really excited to share today, and I wanted to start with a story. So recently, on a Monday, Mondays for me are a day full of meetings. It's when we set up the entire week. We get everything organized, and and so Mondays are a big day. So it was a Monday. It was about two o'clock, which is just before our staff meeting, which which I run, and I got a phone call, and it was from.、Um, My elderly mum's neighbour telling me that my mum had had a fall and she was en route to hospital, and so I was like, "Oh, okay, so I'll just pop up to the hospital and make sure she's all right, and then I can get back to my agenda." I probably didn't think about it quite that way, but I was like, "I'll、oh, just pop up, make sure she's okay, make sure she's settled, and and then I'll just get back to my day because、um, you know." My day is important, right? My agenda is important, right? I, I, I'm indispensable, right?、Um, anyway, I got to the hospital about two p.m. and, and for my quick pop in and make sure she's okay. And I think I left at ten thirty p.m. that night because because of certain medical conditions my mum has, they had to find a special room for her. They had to bring extra staff in for her. And I mean, honestly, the hospital were amazing and and so helpful. It just took a really long time, and I sat there and thought about my agenda, all the things that I could have, should have, would have been doing in the time frame that I should have just actually probably been sitting there looking after my mum. And it got me thinking. We get so locked into our agenda. Whether we realise it or not, so when something happens to disrupt it, we can kind of struggle, and it can make us agitated or or frustrated, and we expend all this energy and emotion in a situation we can't change, and we had to go through anyway. And what was I going to do? I wasn't going to leave my mum there by herself. And then I thought, well, we've all had a little bit of a taste of this in this current season. You know, some of us have had. Travel plans that have had to be shelved、um, indefinitely. Probably, there's been birthdays, there's been celebrations, there's been weddings, there's been funerals, all kinds of plans that have been disrupted or postponed. Job security and future dreams that have either been changed or simply made impossible in this current season. We've all had to surrender our agendas to some extent. So, is that a bad thing? And if it's not a bad thing, why do we struggle with it? So I did some research because that's a good thing to do. I did some research, and this is what the research suggested. It said that our minds try and control everything that we come in contact with to try and keep us safe, to try and make us happy, and to try and make our lives better. It's kind of the default. Our brains kind of process and give us the best case scenario, and and therefore our minds. Reject and fight and ignore and push against and keep maneuvering to change situations that we don't want. But there's always a circumstance or a situation we simply can't avoid. We simply can't fight and we simply can't change it. I mean, that was where I was at with the hospital with Mum. It was outside of my control. The time frame and the way that it unpacked was outside of my control. So surrender happens when we know that we simply don't know. That's surrender. I, I simply don't know how this is going to go. I simply don't know how long it's going to take. I think we struggle with it because we like to think we're masters of our own destiny 
to some extent. I mean, we make plans. We all do. You know, I'm going to travel in, well, now it would be 2023, it would seem, but I'm going to travel the world in 2023. I'm going to go to uni next year. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Um, And I think it's great. I think it's great that we make plans and we have vision for our life. I actually think it's essential. The Bible tells us that without an ongoing vision, the people, that's us, perish. So the problem is not that we make plans and have vision. It's when we become locked into and inflexible about it. When we slip into control freak mode. Now we all have a little bit of control freak in us. We all do. I know you're sitting there thinking, not me, but we all do. Even the most placid of us, the most easygoing people in certain situations can be the most stubborn. That's control. And you know who you are. I found this great quote by Laurie Deschain, and it says this, the reality is that tomorrow is most certainly uncertain. And no matter how many expectations we form, tomorrow will come, tomorrow will go, and it will be what it will be. The Bible puts it this way. In Matthew 6.27, it says, Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? I would say, could any one of you by worrying or trying to control or trying to hold it in add a single hour to your life? And in Matthew 6.34, it says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So maybe a better way to look at this is have vision, make plans, but trust God with the details. Surrender your agenda. Hmm, surrender. It's not a very popular word, is it, surrender? We don't really like that word, surrender. And I think that we don't like it because we don't really understand what it means. I'll tell you what it is not. Surrender is not failure. It's not defeat. It's not punishment. It's not an ending. And it's not a bad thing. To surrender is to yield to the power or control of another. To yield to the power or control of another. And to yield is to simply stop resisting. So stop resisting. But I think in reality, to stop resisting, you have to have a certain amount of faith in what you're yielding to. Now, some people would say they're yielding to the universe. You know, it's just the way the universe has it. Or some people would say, well, it's just fate. But I think for us, the followers of Jesus, to stop, it's to stop resisting and to allow or to trust God. Proverbs 3, 5 and 7 says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try and figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, and he's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. So how do we surrender our gender? And and, and what are the benefits of surrendering our gender? So let's have a look at at two benefits of surrendering our agenda. This is one that I see. A confident calm takes over when you surrender your agenda. We don't surrender because we fear what might happen if we give up control. If I let this go, if I don't continue to hang on to it, what will happen? Which means 
Control is rooted in fear. So the opposite of fear is calm, but I think it's more than just calm because I think when we think of calm, we think of inactive, we think of, you know, really not being invested in something, but it's more than just calm. It's a confidence that it will be all right. One of my favorite quotes is from the movie Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, and they say this, it will be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. And I love that. I love that concept. When we surrender our control grip, our fear that if we let it go, it will all somehow crash and burn, that anxiety leaves, that stress and that burden of of having total responsibility for it all lifts. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not yield to fear, for I am always near. Never turn your gaze from me, for I am your faithful God. I will infuse you with my strength and help you in every situation. I will hold you firmly with my victorious right hand. When we surrender our agenda, we let go of fear and allow a confident calm to take over. And can I just say, it's, it's a better way to live when we just simply understand that he's got this. The second benefit I see of surrendering our agenda is this. It makes possibilities abound. We can get so fixed on a specific outcome. It has to work out this way. This way would be best for me. If this would happen and then this would happen and then this would happen, this is the way I see it all working out. And what is so funny about that to me is as if we know what is best, as if we know what is best. So we start to micromanage the universe and instruct God on how to work it out. How ridiculous is that? And we do it in the guise of prayer very often. You know, when we overpray and we start giving God the play by play, this needs to happen if you could speak to this person. So this would happen and this would happen and this would happen and this would happen and so on and so on and so on. We just give God the play by play. So why do we do that? If God is truly the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, surely we can trust him with the details. I found myself praying the other day about a situation that was troubling me. Now, I'd have to say, I had a preferred outcome from my point of view. From my personal point of view, if it could have worked out this way, I could see that that was possible. And so I began to pray. And I began to pray about what I thought would be the best outcome. And I really felt like God challenged me. Don't you love those moments? I really felt like God challenged me to surrender my agenda. And then I found it really hard to pray because I didn't want to be wishy-washy. I didn't want to be like, oh, God, if it's your will, you know, just have your will in this, your way in this situation. Because I didn't really feel like it was a like a definite will of God thing. It was really more of a, I really like these people to make some good choices and, and, you know, it'd be great, God, if they could make some good choices in this particular circumstance. So, and I didn't want to pray my agenda because God had just told me to surrender my agenda. So I simply prayed this, God, I surrender my agenda in this. And I'm so super confident 
that you can speak to those people who are involved in this and guide them to a great outcome. And you know what? I watched that situation unfold over the the following weeks and I watched what God did in it and I thought, I'm so glad I surrendered my agenda. I'm so glad I allowed God to bring other possibilities into the frame that I actually couldn't see. It actually worked out way better than I ever could have imagined it would. And how releasing for me. I felt immediately when I prayed that the responsibility of trying to work that situation out lift from my shoulders. Maybe, just maybe, God has a plan and a purpose that is beyond what I can or you can currently see. Wow, how about that? Maybe that. Go figure. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In my experience, God's plan is always way better than mine in the long run. I can be very short-sighted when it comes to my agenda. And many times, and this circumstance is included in that, I've seen God do things that I could never have imagined. So when you surrender your agenda, you actually allow possibilities to abound. So how are you going with surrendering your agenda? It's not about inaction. It's not about just going, I'm not involved in this. It's about taking action from a place of surrender and trust. I found this equation that I found uh, really helpful, and it's this. Surrender equals complete acceptance of what is plus faith that all is well, even without my input. Let me tell you that again. Surrender equals complete acceptance of what is. I see what this is. I accept what this is. But then I add faith that it will turn out okay and I don't need to put my input or my agenda over the top of it. So let's finish with a question to help us with surrendering our agenda. Here's the question. What am I afraid of if I let go of control? What am I afraid of if if I let go of control? When you work out what you're afraid of, then you ask yourself, is that really the case? So if I let go of control, if I surrender my agenda in this, this is what I fear. And then look at it logically and go, is that really the case? Is what I fear likely to come upon me? Is the God of the universe able to work all things together for good in this circumstance? Or is this the one thing in the history of the world that is outside of his reach? Because when we identify our fears, we can deal with them. When we identify our fears and put them under that that light of the fact that it's the God of the universe that we're trusting. It's the God of the universe. He created everything that we see. Nothing is outside of his reach. Nothing is too hard or too wonderful for him. Then we can let go of that fear. We can surrender our agenda. We can embrace that calm confidence, that peace. 
we can allow possibilities to come in and we can actually live the best life we can without that anxiety of having to control things. Can I encourage you? In all of this, keep your communication channel open with God. Don't let fear or worry cause you to try and control, but rather surrender your agenda and trust God completely. He's got you. I just wanted to finish with Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Tell him your agenda. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. I wonder if I might pray for you today. Lord, I just thank you today. I thank you for freedom coming to people today as they as they listen to this message. I thank you, Lord, that we'd be able to surrender our agendas, that we'd be able to trust you. Lord, I thank you for a calm confidence as we allow you in, as we allow the possibilities to flood into circumstances and situations that we are grabbing onto in fear at the moment. Lord, and I just thank you. I thank you for having your way. I thank you for helping us to surrender our agendas. And I thank you for your will and your way and your possibility in each and every life. In Jesus' name, amen. And as we finish today, you may be on a journey with this. You may be on a journey with your faith. Maybe this is the first time you've heard a message like this, or maybe you've had a faith and it's been a little inactive. And you can restart that journey or start that journey at any time. And we'd love to help you with that. It really is as simple as praying a prayer, something like this. Just asking Jesus to come in your life. Dear Jesus, come into my life and make yourself real to me. And we'd love to help you with that. We'd love to empower your journey. We'd love to connect you in or reconnect you in. And our host will give you some details in the comments section. You can like the comment there and we'll get in contact with you. And um, the guys will give you some more instructions on that when we go back to them. But thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been so good to be able to share the word with you. Have the best week. We love you. I'm going to hand back to our hosts.